1: We always want things to be good and it's very easy to say yeah I have faith and I'm going to be victorious in this and I'm going to be blessed in this and after it all said and done praise the Lord I was victorious I was blessed but there's another side of having faith and that's the part that I think we have a problem with because great faith is when you go through trials and tribulations when you're being persecuted that you still maintain that faith
0: When something is given away for free, you're going to have a line out the door. But the more stipulations you put on it, the less people there are that are willing to wait in that line. Pastor Eddie encourages you in today's message that the cost of faith is well worth the reward. When you put your faith in Jesus, you'll experience trouble in this world. But the heavenly reward that awaits is well worth it. Don't lose heart. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 as he continues his message, By Faith They Overcame.
1: There were times where they wanted to do, Syrians wanted to do a sneak attack, actually. And in that attack, they got into their planes, their jets, they were getting ready to attack Israel without letting Israel know. They didn't sound trumpets God's way, but anyhow, they were going to attack Israel. And as soon as these pilots were flying over, just before they made it to the border of Israel, they all started to fall. And what they discovered was there was beehives in the cockpits. So as soon as the plane went on, it kind of got the queen being a little bit mad, right? Story after story, there was a time where some of these IDF soldiers were trapped and they knew there were landmines. They couldn't go for just like the Dead Sea. They couldn't cross over because they couldn't find a landmine. By the time they try to find the landmines, they would be caught or they would explode either one. They couldn't go. It's just like when the children were caught in the Dead Sea, right? What happened? All of a sudden, this wind blew. This wind, strong wind blew. And it just unearthed all the minds, and they saw every single one, and they were able to walk around it. You see, and that's the way God works, and it's recorded for us. These events actually happen, and that's why we can't study it. But, you know, that's exactly what we see with the children of Israel. Gideon, 300 all the Lord needed, and they were able to win that battle. And then Barak, and you find him in Judges chapter 4 and 5, and... His faith was that he was going to go to battle on the condition that Deborah the prophet would be with him. And so he trusted in the Lord. He believed that God was working through this prophet. So it was by faith he went. Then you have Samson. How many know Samson? We know as the strongest man, right, in the Bible? Well, you know, he was strong. And we have a lot to say about Samson, you know. And I would read it, if you have a chance, read the story in Judges chapters 13 through 16. And he was mighty. He was mighty with the men, but he was very weak with the ladies, very weak. But in spite of what he's done and how he failed, he is known for his faith. He was known for his faith. And that kind of encourages, it should encourage all of us, in spite of who you are and how many times we probably, you know, offended the Lord, you know, hopefully we repent and we're right with the Lord, but it's the faith that the Lord looks at. But here you have Samson, who was one who had a lot of strength. He killed a lion with his bare hands and killed a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey, which is the most ugliest bone you could ever see. All bones are not pretty, but that's it. But that was, he did that. He was able to kill a thousand Philistines. And at the very end, his hair was cut. Delilah, you know, got the secret. His weakness was women. What happened? You know, he killed more philistines by destroying the temple or pulling down the temple of dagon and killed more philistines he ever did in his life but it was his faith and his strength which is important and i think we need to understand this it was not his strength it was the strength of the lord ultimately his strength came from the lord and we need to understand that because quite often we think that we're able, or we're capable, I could deal with this, Lord, I don't need you, I'm going to take my eyes off you now, and I don't have fear, but I think I can handle this on my own, and guess what happens? We stumble. And then now we come crying to the Lord. Don't allow that to happen as you follow the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, finally, my brethren, Paul writes, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, not your strength. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. 13, it says, I can do some of the things. No, I can do all things through, not by myself, but through Christ who strengthens me. All strength comes from the Lord. Always remember that. Always remember that your strength comes from the Lord. Then we have Jephthah. You find him in chapter eleven. Another one; he's considered an illegitimate son because he's the son of a harlot. And here you have one who has again. It's not your background. It's not the life you live before the cross. It's the life you live because of the cross and after the cross. You see. Quite often we say, oh, well, you know, I have deep-seated stuff. If you only knew my past, God doesn't care about your past. I had an individual tell me, you know what? I think it's important that you know my past. And I said, wait a minute. Are you a believer in Jesus Christ? Yes, okay. You've been born again. And I can see the fruit. And I see how the conversations that you know the Lord. But he says, but I think I, you need to know my past. I said, listen, when we come to Christ, it tells us that he would never remember our sins. He will remove our sins as far as the east or the west. And I'll remember your sins no more. Who am I to remember? Who are you to even mention it? You've been forgiven. Unless you have a testimony going along with it. No, not really. So then that's it. I don't really care. Because God doesn't. You've been forgiven. You're a new creation in Christ. It doesn't matter the life you live. If you have a criminal record, you had an addiction, it doesn't matter. It's just like the harlot. It doesn't matter your past. The enemy wants you to remember your past. And if he reminds you of your past, like they always say, you remind him of his future. (laughs) Okay? Because one day he will be destroyed. But it's what God has done for you now. And so Jephthah was one who was an illegitimate son. He was a son of a heart. However, because of his faith, he was able to deliver his people from the Amorites. Then we have David, and we all know David, King David, right? King David, you find his story in First Samuel chapter 16 and all of 2 Samuel, and his faith when he went against Goliath, you remember, in the Valley of Elah. It was funny because we went to Israel, we went to this valley, and that's one of the good things. When you go to Israel, you go to these exact places where these battles took place, and according to the scriptures, and they find this is the same place. And so, uh, Pastor Bobby, uh, he was teaching at this site, uh, while he was teaching, I noticed that the tour guide was building like a man out of stones, you know, and on the very top stone, he made a face, like an angry face, and he put sticks to make it look like a man. All the ladies get five stones, and they all pick pick up five stones, and the idea was to knock over the stone. The pile of stone was supposed to be Goliath, and they didn't do too well. Not just kidding. They got it. Now, the men went... Same time. So it was a tide. The men were able to knock down the Goliath. So it, it was interesting that, you know, they knocked down this Goliath. But it's it just to see this area. This is where it took place, the battle where David killed Goliath. Now, people would say, why do he have five stones? Did he have not faith that he had to get four more stones? No, because the reality is one stone was for Goliath. The other four were for his sons. He had four sons. So... But I guess he didn't have to use the four because the sons, they all left, right? And so it was amazing. But that's the faith of David. And plus, we know David, you know, not only he went against Goliath, he defeated Goliath, but his behavior towards Saul, King Saul. Even though King Saul was after him, King Saul, you know, drifted away from the Lord. And so he was after David. But David, by faith, knew that he was still ordained. He didn't go against him. He didn't kill him. He could have killed him. That's when he took a piece of his garment while he was sleeping to let Saul know listen, I could have killed you, but you still got anointed by faith. He also wrote some of the Psalms, as we see, made prophecy. So he was a man of faith. Now you have Samuel. He's the prophet who anointed the two kings, Saul and David. And then at the end of verse 32, It says, and the prophets. So he doesn't have time. Again, he's bringing all the prophets. And the prophets here in plural, because speaking all the prophets all the way up to Malachi. And so, again, time fails him. So now in verse 33, he turns from giving the names of the Hall of Faithers, now he's going to share because of their faith, he's going to show some of their achievements and their sufferings. Their achievements and suffering because of faith. Let's look at verses 33 and it says, Who through faith subdued kingdoms? Now we can see this in Joshua, David, and others. Who through faith subdued kingdoms worked righteousness. Solomon, Jehoshaphat, Hezekiah, Josiah. They also obtained promises, the promises the Lord made to Abraham, Moses, and David. And it says at the end of verse 33, stop the mouth of lions, right? How many people stopped the mouth of lions? Well, we know Daniel was a man of prayer. He was in the lion's den, right? By faith, he believed in the Lord. He prayed in the mouth of the lion's den. I guess they weren't hungry. Though. They were vegetarians at that point. They feel that he wasn't a good meal. But we also know Samson and David killed lions. Now, Verse 34, it says they quenched the violence of fire. That brings to picture, Daniel's friend, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's found in Daniel chapter three. It says here also in verse 34, escaped the edge of the sword out of weaknesses, were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Verse 35, women received their dead to life again. And so, this was the victory they had because of faith. They didn't give up. They didn't give up to have faith. 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5, it says, For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. We can overcome it because of our faith. Verse 5. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And so they overcame. They had victory. They were triumphant. However, however, here's a side that many people don't like. All right? They didn't all win victories. But many of them suffered persecution and even died. Okay? As believers in Jesus Christ... It tells us, even Paul tells us when he wrote to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, it says, yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. TVN won't tell you that. Prosperity teachers, name and claim it, they won't tell you that. They don't like verses like this. They want to make you feel good. They want to tickle your ears so you could send money or make a request for some kind of special cloth and a bottle of water or a holy wallet. Yeah, that's what they do, TV evangelists. But you suffer persecution. Not only Paul said this, but also Jesus Christ said it. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 20, he said, Remember the word that I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master. We're not greater than our master, Jesus, right? If they persecuted me, Jesus said, they would also persecute you because of your faith. It's not because of you, you. It's because Jesus in you they will persecute you. And so he goes on to write at the end of verse 35, others were tortured. Here it is. They were tortured, not accepting deliverance. In other words, they had opportunities to deny their faith, but they continue on. They didn't want to be delivered because they did not deny their faith in Christ and in the Lord. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better. There goes that better word. That's the theme of this whole book. Better resurrection. Because of their faith... Because of our faith, you, me, all who put their faith in Jesus Christ, there is a better resurrection. That's why Paul says to be absent of the body is to be present with the Lord. Oh, death, where is your sting? I mean, the worst the world can do to you is the best thing they can do. They kill you as a Christian. Because, oh, great, you know, because I can't kill myself, to be honest. That's right there is a sin. Why don't I do that? But if you kill me, hey, be as a bang. I'm going to heaven. Thank you very much. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 11 says, For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Through Christ, we have a better resurrection. Jesus is our resurrection, is he not? That's what Jesus said in John chapter 11, verse 25. It says, I am the resurrection and life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Verse 36, still others had trials of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. Verse 37, well, the chains and imprisonment, we got Joseph. Remember, Joseph was in prison, right? He was falsely accused by Mrs. Potty, Potty Four's wife, right? Verse 37, it goes on to say, they were stoned. We're not talking smoking. They were stoned to death. Zechariah was stoned to death. They were stoned. They were sown in two. refer to Isaiah, the prophet who was sown in two. Were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and in goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, afflicted, tormented, verse 38, of whom the world is not worthy. I like what he puts that because though the world may not think they're worthy, though the world may uh, put them in a place where their families has been separated from them, they've been treated like animals, they've been banned by society, distressed and suffer hardship, that he said, they may not consider them to be holy, but the world was not worthy of them. At the end of verse 38, they wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And despite all that, they kept, their faith, and we're to not deny their faith. Now, listen, we think of faith, we always want faith. We want to benefit from it. We always want to benefit. We always want things to be good. And it's very easy to say, yeah, I have faith, and I'm going to be victorious in this, and I'm going to be blessed in this. And after it all said and done, praise the Lord. I was victorious. I was blessed. But there's another side of having faith, and that's the part that I think we have a problem with, because great faith Is when you go through trials and tribulations, when you're being persecuted, that you still maintain that faith. One, a man who has been persecuted, his biography is out there, is Richard Warmbrand. This is what he said, and he says it best. He says, a faith that can be destroyed by suffering is not faith. I'll read it again. A faith that can be destroyed by suffering is not faith. Understand, the examples are here of these hall of faithers They all were just like you and me. They all suffered. Some were victorious. God willed it. Some suffered. The disciples, all disciples said, Judas, because he committed suicide, he betrayed the Lord Jesus. All ten of them suffered persecution, sawed in half, crucified upside down. All of them. With the exception of John. John was the one that died of natural causes. But that's how the Lord chose it to be. That's what Jesus said. Don't worry about what the world can do to the body. Don't fear the man that can take away the body. Fear the one that can take away the body and the soul. And that is God. And so in verses 29 and 38, we see the faith of the Old Testament saints. They overcame. Now we close with verses 39 and 40. By faith, they received a better promise. A better promise, that word. Let's look at verse 39. It says, and all these, he's speaking about the hall of faithers, having obtained a good testament through faith, did not receive the promise. All that that they have, faith, they went through, they did not receive the promise. Why? Look at verse 30. God, having provided something better for us, that's you, that's me, that's all of us. God, having provided something better for us, that they, the Old Testament saints as well, should not be made perfect apart from us. So we're perfect, why? Because of the cross. Now, the word perfect here means complete. When we come to Christ, we are perfect, we're complete. Now, that's positionally, but not practically, because you could say, Eddie, you need a lot of work. I agree. My wife, Judy, we agree with you, but we're perfect in our position of Jesus Christ, but we continue to improve and we continue to follow Christ and grow in our faith, but they were complete because of the cross. You see, they all suffered waiting for the Messiah for years, waiting for the Messiah. You see, they look forward to the cross. The old Testament saints look forward to the cross. New Testament saints and us, we look back and we look to the cross. But it's the cross that unites us because of our faith and we become one, we become complete. They look to the cross, they look forward to the cross, we look back. And the Old Testament saints, they lived on the other side of the cross, but because of Jesus Christ who lived in the full glory of the cross. The Old Testament saints, the New Testament saints, they lived by faith and they died by faith. And that's what faith is all about. But if you notice, we study all these Hall of Faithers. All of you have been with us. We studied the whole chapter, verse 40. We saw all these Hall of Faith. But, you know, one thing that they did not have faith for is for possession. It wasn't for material things. They weren't victorious because they received something. Money. Health. They weren't victorious because, you know, they lost. (laughs) You know, it wasn't for material things. You know, that's what we think. Because so we think with God is, God's like some kind of genie in the bottom. You know, you want to be wealthy? Yeah, just trust in the Lord. He'll bless your finances. Oh, believe in the Lord. You'll be healthy. You shouldn't be sick. It's sad that people believe in that. But it's by faith they obey. They're willing to die and not reject the Lord. They denied the Lord. The Lord sustained them and kept them. And one more very important thing, and I promise... This is the last thing. As we looked and studied all these Hall of Faithers in chapter 11, do you know that you, every single one of you have place your faith in Jesus Christ, you, me, every single one of us are mentioned in the Hall of Faith, in the chapter of faith? Look at verse 3. It's before we started. In verse 3, it says, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, it says this. By faith, we, he's not speaking French here, we, understand that the world was framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen are not made of things which are visible. Before we even mentioned the first hall of faith that you were mentioned, I was meant because of Jesus Christ, by faith. And what is the biblical description, not the definition of faith? The biblical description of faith is this. In verse 1 of chapter 11, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The people will say in the world, I have to see it or believe it. Not with the Christian faith. We believe, therefore we see. Were you there at the cross 2,000 years ago? No. Were you there at the tomb? No. But we believe. And it's all about belief. That's what faith is all about. You remember when Doubting Thomas? Love Doubting Thomas. Love Peter. When I get to heaven, I'm going to hug them because of their foolishness and their doubtness and their mouth. You know, it the Lord to share the words that we live by today and blesses us. Doubting Thomas, you remember, he said, I got to see Jesus. I got to, you know, the disciples say, you should have been here. Jesus rose from the grave. He came in. We brought up the doors and the window. And Jesus, poof, there he is. You should have been here, Thomas. Thomas said, until I see him, I see the scars on his hand, then I'll believe. And Lord said, there it again, Jesus appeared, poof, glorified body. I can't wait till we get that body. But anyhow, he's there. And what did Jesus tell Doubting Thomas? In John chapter 20, verse 29, Jesus said to Thomas, because you have seen me you have believed he said blessed are those that's you that's me who are written in the hall of faith blessed are those who have not seen me yet have believed you're blessed you're in the hall of faith keep the faith trust in the lord for without faith it's impossible to please him that's what hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 but without faith it is impossible it is impossible impossible to please him
0: Friends, we're so glad you decided to join us today here on Running the Race. Pastor Eddie has been taking us through the book of Hebrews in a series titled, Jesus is Better. Within its pages, you hear about great people of faith. Do you feel like you could live a life like these great people of faith? You realize they weren't perfect, right? Our hope is that these messages are empowering you to see and believe that you can be a person of great faith too. One way to grow in your faith and understanding of God is by joining up with others who love and serve God. Here's Jessica with an invitation just for you.
2: We'd love to have you come join us at Calvary Chapel of Milford. We're conveniently located off Interstate 84 and Route 6. For service times and all the information you need, visit runningtheraceradio.com and click on the Back to Homepage button. While you're there, you can listen to this teaching again or explore more messages from Pastor Eddie. Again, that website is runningtheraceradio.com.
0: Thanks, Jessica. What a great invitation for those in the New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania area. For the rest of us, remember that you can find more messages from Pastor Eddie on that same website, runningtheraceradio.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're excited to learn more from the book of Hebrews. For today, our time has come to a close, but we'll be back again next time and hope you will too. Come back to hear Pastor Eddie share more from this great book of Hebrews, here on Running the Race.